0: One day, this is really trippy from Asia. I used to import it and sell it. So sometimes I'd sell it outside my house because we have a really nice uh, a road to the beach. So everyone who's going to the certain area of the coast has to go down my road. So there's tons of people that stop. So I uh, had these Buddhas out and I had all this stuff out. And a guy came and, and he, was looking, he was looking around and he wanted a Buddha and he's telling me that he's a meditation teacher. Yeah, And so he brought out these color brochures that he had of retreats he was going to do. One entailed going to Costa Rica and kayaking, you know? And the other one was like going to somewhere else with hot tubs and spas and mineral baths. And so it's just a vacation, basically. But you get the spiritual credit by thinking, you know, there's a little meditation drumming, like maybe an hour in the morning. And then you get massaged. Then you get like a, a clay facial... Then you get like organic food and then maybe a twenty minute talk and it's like four thousand dollars, you know, those ten days. But it's like and he had a color brochure, the kayaks, everything where's the you know, kayaks and everything like that. And uh and then the funny thing he stiffed me. I gave him a Buddha and he told me he's gonna pay me. He didn't come back for six months. <laughs> he left an envelope one day six months later in my house. <laughs> But the whole idea of like ten days and stuff to me, if you want to go out and have a community, that's fine, but like it's not the amount of time that you listen to this. it can happen because the message is of no time, yeah, so like I say in uh in some of the Zen old Zen treatise, you know, a second is like ten thousand years because the quality of mind isn't of time, yeah. So the information of mind, from mind, about mind, is quite timeless. So it can take a second. It can take just an aha, yeah? Or or sort of like an unspoken yes that just keeps reverberating. So um, we went over it last night about, the you know, the car breaks down and you pulled over to the side of the road and um, you have your friend there and it's not starting, so... You have your friend go out. We take the air filter out. When you know if you have an old car like I do, and there's a carburetor, and then you have him stand there, and you're you're, you're you know pushing the thing, and he drops he puts a couple of drops of gas in, and then it usually turns over. So it catches right because the gas is just like a catalyst. It ignites the spark, and then everything goes off, and that's it. Now that's the whole point is for the driving to occur. Yeah. But what happens if you keep pouring gas in the carburetor, it floods. So it's just a simple catalyst, and that's what I believe a message is, or or an invitation. It's just a catalyst. The mind itself is what ignites, yeah? Once the mind's ignited, you don't need to keep pouring the message in. It almost is a disservice, because now you have so much stuff that it turns into something you know, yeah? which isn't the point. The point is, it's, it's nothing you don't know, really. It's not something that you know. It's nothing and you don't know. Yeah. It doesn't take long to not know. <laughs> it may take a lot longer to know, but it doesn't take any time not to know. Yeah? It's so quick, it's not of time. And there's no process you have to go through to not know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a <the> recognition <laughs> the failed system of knowing. Yeah. It's just that simple. And uh, so maybe this is deadening your desire to come back later. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to lose money whatever, but it doesn't matter because you got to stay true to how you feel about things in a sense, you know, or if not then what do you feel, you know? So So this message is, again, just a simple invitation. I have faith in mind. I know the mind that is seemingly hearing it is the mind that's seemingly uh, transmitting it. And the certainty of that gives me an incredible faith that you have that already. You are that already. And it's just a matter of entertaining it. It's just a possibility that may not be falling into your mind because the mind is choked by a certain system of thought and interpretation called self-centeredness. Yeah? So the self-centeredness may be causing the inability to entertain the possibility of you're not that. Yeah? So we're dropping it in, and once it's dropped in, then it starts igniting the mind, and the mind comes to its own conclusion. For me, it distills into, like in one, there's a a great Zen master called Dogen, a Japanese Zen master, and he said, The study of Buddhism is the study of self. To study the self is to forget the self. Yeah? It's so beautiful. So for me, I learn about selfing. Yeah? You can sort of be informed about selfing, you can even teach about selfing. But the whole point is the teaching distills into I'm not that. It's a simple distillation. It's not having a vast amount of information. The information, whatever it may need it, maybe you need to hear it a lot, maybe you need to only hear it once. But as soon as the distillation that I'm not that occurs, that's that. There's no more need for knowledge of self because you've realized you're not that. Yeah? That's it. Or that's that. And then the entertainment just continues uh, incessantly with no bumps or lapses or blinking or anything. Because every time the mental condition tries to include itself, tries to claim, tries to say you're far or tries to say you're getting really close, you've never been this high or you've never been this low, you're not, you're not moved one way or the other by it. There's a stability in the, in the mind at that point where it's not swaying with the swaying of conditional mind. It's not going in, it's not coming out, it's not getting close, it's not experiencing being far. It's just stable. It's sort of like you're more the tub, not the water that's moving back and forth in it, yeah? You're not going this way and that way and this way and that way, and all the while there's a movement of mind going this way. You feel it's you moving this way, and then the movement of mind goes, hey, I'm moving this way, and I went this way, and I should have went that way, and it goes on and on and on. It's like a, 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 a like a bobbing ball that's interpreting all the the effects of this movement of mind called duality. Yeah, feeling close, feeling far, getting near, getting lost. You know all this stuff. And the ball just keeps telling the story that it's the one that's making all the movement. It's the one, yeah? It, it's, it, it's the force <laughs> behind all the movement, instead of recognizing it's just movement, you know? It's just like, here in manifestation, it's sort of like this big vat or tub has been shake, shake, shaken. That's what manifestation is, it's expression. So it's shaking and there's all these movements and the movements collide with other movements and then events happen and things occur. So like that, yet we're like that kid that's in Disney World who gets on that boat and goes down jungle river, yeah. And so it's, and you think you're driving it, but there's six people with the same driving wheel on the one boat, you know? And so everyone thinks they're turning away from the hippo and getting away from danger and then making a mistake and going into the crocodile's mouth. And they're claiming to be the doer of all these events, but there's a big rod underneath the boat that some guy on a computer runs everything. Yeah, and it's going, so you're going like this, but the ship's going that way or whatever. But there's a story that you're the captain, Yeah. You know? But in fact, you have no relevance whatsoever. You just paid the admission for the boat ride. (laughs) You're going to get your money's worth. (laughs) I did this, I didn't do that, I should have done this. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> so as soon as the bell's off that, you know, goes off that you're not that, yeah. then there's no more need for information in a sense. So nice it may remind you and it's fun to get together because this is just an excuse to get together. I mean all the all the phoniness of having some interchange of wisdom it's just like a love fest with Tana Tanya and Donna and everyone. It's just it's it's just a point. It's pointless to make it seem anything else, you know. We put up the charade, but it's just, you know, we like each other's company. <laughs> and, you know, why does there need to be a purpose around that? <laughs> Seriously, what's there? Why is there? Does it have to mean something? <laughs> like that Tanya was saying, I always joke that... Uh, I'm, you know, my job is to become obsolete, but I think I'm becoming obsolete too fast. <laughs> no one's showing up. But she says, "But you get, I, it's." She gives me all the love I could ever need, and that's true. It was just Tanya and I; it would be totally sufficient. Yeah. So it's not the quantity; it's really the quality. So, and this is a, uh, this is really getting down to business. To tell you the truth, all of this is just yapping. You know. Because <laughs> I think the thing that we most seemingly crave and the most that, and the thing that the mental condition is most afraid of is that unconditional love, yeah? We feel like we need to deserve it, or somehow we feel like we don't deserve it, mostly, yeah? So it's always like, in a, it's sort of like an accreditation school. We're trying to gain merit here so that we can seem to be okay and let life be okay for us or with us or to us or as us, yeah? But you can put it all down, you know. Nothing ever really happened to you. Literally. Mm -hmm. Nothing really ever happened to you. The only way you know something happened is through memory. And memory is is a very engaged, very biased system. Yes? Even the sense of you is remembered. All day. You can't get a sense of you. It has to be remembered. Yeah, It's riding the sense of being on but we take its uh, it, we take this that sense of being on to be us and how we take it to be us is that it has to be remembered because if something isn't so it has to be remembered yeah if it's so it doesn't need memory because it's so so being doesn't need to be remembered yeah what isn't being needs to be remembered to seem to appear to be yeah so how does it re- be remembered the mind takes this moment To think about itself somewhere else at some other time, yeah. Pictured as a body, so when I think, when my mind thinks of yesterday, I'm seen as being in there, yeah. So I was yesterday, and then when I worry about tomorrow, I will be in tomorrow. So that is logically points out that I am here, yeah. So if I was here and I will be at this other mythical here, then I am here now. That's its. That's how it validates itself, is by remembering. But if the remembering isn't taken so seriously, you'll sense the absence of you, yeah? or of the you. And to me, that's the presence. The presence is really your absence. And if you're inherently absent, then why is there any need to seek presence? Just seek, are you so? If you're not so, what seems not to be so will be so, to you. Yeah. So when you lose when you're, when the obsession itself is when the interest gets lost about the obsession itself, in a way, what never was here seems to disappear to you, and then what wasn 't seemingly available becomes present you sense you sense the presence by your own absence, and I 'm just saying that I believe our our sense of being Paul is inherently absent it's just a sense it's just something that's being remembered, yeah. Being reinforced by the thought system all day, yeah? so when you have a feeling that something is about you, it also casts a feeling of being historical. Yeah, sort of like when you take the bait of the mental condition, the mental condition goes, "Oh, you're a loser, or whatever, you know, or whatever the day's going to suck, or something like that." And as soon as you bite that, there's a feeling that you're a historical fish, in a sense that you were there before this was occurring, and that you'll be there later. This is remembrance, yeah? So that's why it says to study Buddhism is to study the self, and to study the self is to forget the self. So you study the self, and you see the self, in a sense, is based on remembering. So what's the antidote is you forget, yeah? Now, it's difficult to forget the self if you're identified as a self. That would be remembering the self, yeah? This is the trick about spiritual practices. You think that, oh, yeah, I'll just do something to get me out of self. It sounds great, and it sounds like a really great thing to do, but like it says in an old Zen treatise, you know, you, you use activity to try to find stillness, but isn't that activity? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know what I mean? You can't get self, can't get out of self. The sense of being Paul is can't get out of the sense of being Paul. <laughs> you know, because it's produced by a mental process called selfing the mental process produces a feeling of being Paul that feeling can't get out of the feeling of being Paul, it would be another kind of feeling of being Paul that would be being out of the other feeling of being (laughs) Paul you know what I mean, but you can never get out, you can't a a product of a mental process can't transcend the process that's making it (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. There goes a few years and hundreds of books that I (laughs) bought. I wish that wasn't so. I know. I really wish it wasn't either. <laughs> I really wanted to be there to experience my own absence. But it doesn't work. <laughs> it's not. It's not available to us. <laughs> so what's one to do? If self can't get out of self, yeah. Or like in a, a great old master. I like the old Zen Chinese masters. You know. Huang Po is a great. There's a, the teachings of Huang Po is a great book. It'll just blow your mind. And uh, Huang Po would 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 say that you can't use mind to seek mind. Yeah, you can't use the Buddha to seek Buddha. You can do it for eons, and there'll be absolutely no results. <laughs> He's trying to save us some time, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> doesn't like the last five years feel like an eon, you know, seeking and seeing people all day? Well, you can't find mine through mine. <laughs> St. Francis says it beautifully, what's looking is what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So the obsession with what's looking would would run into a belief that you mustn't be what you're looking for. Yeah? Because if you were what you were looking for, would you be looking so hard? <laughs> yeah? So what's looking is what you are looking for. It doesn't say who's looking is what you are looking for.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. It says what's looking is what you're looking for. The problem is we believe it's there's the who that's looking for. That's for that's why we can't get the what that's looking. Yeah. If we would realize we're not the who that's looking for, then you would see what's looking is what's looking for. Yeah. So every moment you were looking for, you would be that which you were seeking. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to change looking for. It happens here. Yeah, it may change what you're looking for. You may not be looking for enlightenment anymore, or this or that. You may be looking for like a better job, or you know, a car, or something else. But you would realize whatever is looking at that moment would be what's looking. Yeah. You see how succinct it is and how much it saves you time? What's looking is what you're looking for. What are you going to do with that? Try to improve the looking for? How can you improve the looking for? It's what's looking. No matter how badly it seems to be looking for things, it's still what's looking. What do you mean? I don't have the ability to see what's looking because my looking for is a little weak. I gotta purify I gotta purify my looking for and then when it gets purified enough and clear enough, I'll be able to see what's looking. As an object to me as the subject, the one who's looking for. (laughs) But the fact is, in the sense, you're not the subject. There's what's looking. (laughs) And what's one to do with that? Nothing. How are you going to learn? You'll find out. What's the posture to be in? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do with the rest of your life? I fucking don't know. Good. <laughs> I'm just worried about getting out of Toronto right now. <laughs> I'm not concerned about the rest of my life. Just the rest of this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you can learn about what you're not you really can you can't learn about what you are you can find out about what you are you can't learn it yeah? you can't study what you are you can't objectify it it doesn't work Yeah. but you can study what you're not so if you study the activity of selfing and there was a long period when you were a baby that you weren't in that That modality. They prove, they have a lot of research that says (laughs) the sense of other and self arises around 18 months, starts solidifying, yeah? Mm -hmm. And usually they also believe it's funny that the language center sort of goes off at the same time. So the language, you know, because the thoughts are wrapped in language, yeah? And you hear your thoughts in a way, don't you? Mm -hmm. You hear them. Mm -hmm. And in a weird thing, they sound like they have your voice just the voice of this body but because you identify as this, with this body you think it's your voice and it's like a siren song isn't it you tend it's hard to just engage with hearing that and t- i mean hearing is conscious contact listening is different listening has intent yeah so most of us are addicted to listening to that thought system yeah. now if you look at the thought system how does the thought system present you as a body yeah You're thought of as an action figure, as a body. Someone who has choice and does things and doesn't have to do things and should have done things and all like that. Yeah. So when the thought system thinks about you, it thinks about you as a body. Yeah. And it usually thinks about you in time, doesn't it? So it thinks about you yesterday and it thinks about you yesterday as a body. Like, oh, I went to lunch yesterday and then you... See or you vaguely sense that there's Paul, you know, walking in the rain to the lunch place. And then it's thinking that what may happen to Paul, let's say Paul's going to get sick next week or, you know, later on today. And then it has, and that it solicits a lot of concern. So you react to this speculation, but the reaction isn't in what's not happening, it's here now. It starts contracting you in a sense. So you can be in a beautiful situation where there's no threat, yet you can be scared as hell. Because you're not responding to this moment, you're responding to a mental moment. Yeah. So the here, in the mental moment, is full of there and then. It's it's chock full of past and future. And so you're pictured, the mental process pictures you as a body... Somewhere else at some other time and obsesses around it. So the thought system, and the only thing that could project the thought system so far into what's not happening is interest and attention. Yeah? We're interested in the thoughts about us. Someone else comes over your house and talks about the thoughts about themselves in the realm of what's not happening, you're usually bored, unless you want something from them, like sex or something, then you'll listen about their cat for five hours, or <laughs> in the hopes that they'll sleep with you. But usually, you're pretty bored listening about what's not happening, and why they're so worried about what's not happening. You're bored stiff. But the same thought system, if it's held as yours, or about you, you're quite into it, usually, <laughs> aren't you? I mean, you can't wait to get rid of them, so you can really indulge in the story about you. You don't even want to follow the story about Mary because it's boring as hell. But to you, it's uh, you're just in, into it, you see? So it's the interest and attention that wedges you to the obsession or the identification itself. You think shit's about you all day. yeah. And it really grabs your attention. It does. So what I experience with this is if I'm not that... What happens is I lose interest in what is used to imply that I am that, because everything can only imply or infer or or assume the whole thought system is really about pointing it points to a phantom someone, yeah, so with the thinking held as your thoughts, then every thought is held as my, and that my gives it a pointing ability, so it points at the thinker, yeah. Just the same way we hold feelings. Every feeling that's held is used to point to the feeler, yeah? Every thought that seems to ha- happen is points to the thinker. Every situation, like a girlfriend, and then it's... She beca- Let's say if you have a girlfriend, it's really nice. You know, you're going out with someone who's pretty relaxed, and you're going to movies and hanging out, and then you go home and you have your life, and they have their life. And then one day, in the mind, it changes from girlfriend to my girlfriend, Yeah? Then weird things start happening. Now you start thinking you should look at her emails because she's your girlfriend, like a property. You actually think it's appropriate to park in front of a house at two in the morning to see if there's any traffic going in there. <laughs> yeah? Your whole attitude about the girlfriend changes as soon as the my is introduced. Yeah? Now, this is just one example, but there's the principle in it. The my has the same effect if it perceives anything. It may be different uh, degrees, but it's the same mechanism. So if it's my car, my money, my health, my future, it does the same thing. It's not the future, the health, the money, and the girl. It's the my. You can name any topic, put it behind the my, and the my distributes meaning into it. Yeah, it's not the thing bringing you meaning. It's as soon as it's claimed, the mind gives it meaning. You, it's good to get the movement of life in the, in the right direction. You want to have the horse before the cart. If you got the cart before the horse, <laughs> it's gonna, you're going to have a hard time figuring out what's happening. But if you see that, oh, so money, let's say you have the word money. Someone who has, let's say, a million dollars, they should be able to live a year in Toronto pretty comfortably, I think. You can, like, have three decaf lattes at Dark was you know, every day and go to tons of these talks, you know. You can go every weekend to a talk and still have enough money. Gluten-free food and everything. You know? So, but let's say the person now thinks the money is theirs and their system has a belief that nev- they're never going to have enough of anything. So now, the money actually, instead of producing an ease and comfort by having it, produces anxiety because they don't think they have enough. Mm-hmm. You see? It's not the money that's giving them the meaning. It's the mind. The mind is giving the money the meaning. Yeah? It's not the way the world is. It's the way you see it. Yeah? You can't pin anything on the world because the one person it's this way to another person it's that way there's no statement of the world is this way not to everyone Yeah, we give it the meaning it has that's an important thing to know because if you're not aware of what's giving it the meaning then your only level is a consequential level of reacting to all the meanings that something is giving to things and you may not think it's an appropriate meaning yeah? It may not work for you. So in 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 The Course in Miracles, they have the uh, lessons you do one a day, you know, for 365 days a yeah. And then some people say, you're supposed to just do the lessons, read the book while you're doing it, and then put the book down. It's not something to study the rest of your life. It's one year. You do it. It shifts the perceptual uh, position, and that's more than enough. Yeah. Then you start entertaining the new way of seeing. Yeah. You don't have to keep... You know, trying to tweak the glasses. The correction has already occurred. You're seeing clearly. Go and now see clearly. You know, what <laughs> what I mean? enjoy the seeing clearly. Don't fucking keep polishing the mirror because all you're going to see is your reflection in it. <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> just let the mirror reflect. It's working fine now. <laughs> <laughs> the one speck that seemed like Mount Everest has been removed. That yourself, yeah. Now you're reflecting things in an appropriate manner. You can see red as red and blue as blue. Things aren't mountains and molehills. You see things differently, and you're allowed to travel lighter over the new new terrain of your life. Yeah, it's the same geography, but you'll travel a lot lighter over it because the speck in your eye has been removed in a sense. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, there's no need. I've got to put a spit shine. It no, no, please. You know, refrain. From overdoing anything, yeah. Refrain from overdoing anything. Once, once it's sort of like uh, <laughs> the best part of a tool is when you can put it down. Really. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when the tool's done its job, it's it's the secondary part of its job is to be put down. Yes, put down. Stand on your own. You are a light upon yourself. You know. It's got to be you. In one sense, you've got to become your own authority sooner or later. You can't keep uh, relying on others, because, like they say in Buddhism, if you see the Buddha on the street, shoot him. Because if you're throwing your own nature, that your own Buddha nature, onto someone else and making them special, while you're lacking what you believe they have, that's not serving you. It doesn't work. Yeah. You've got to be left with yourself and of course and the beautiful news is you're not that so then you're left with nothing which actually becomes everything you know, nothing is really the gift that keeps on giving it really is the mind always wants to make it into something but if you can weather the storm of that and have sort of an immunity and you just keep you stay in you rely on the faith of mind then nothing really reveals itself and the revelation is continual It doesn't have, it never runs out. There's no quantity in nothing. There's not a little bit of nothing or a lot of nothing. There's just nothing. And yet, nothing is the mother and father of what we call everything. Yeah. And then, you know. Self-centeredness is it's just a mental frame. It really is. It's a mental frame. Mental states arise in it, which happens all day. Yeah. We don't see the great influence of the frame. The frame is really dictating the meaning of what's arising in it. Yes. We don't see the inherent emptiness of everything that's arising. We, a lot of meaning is given to everything that's arising. But the frame. You're not going to change like the kaleidoscopic movie. In a sense, but you can change the interpretation of it. Yeah, if you question the frame, the frame is influencing everything that seems to be appearing in it. Yeah, you can see it this way. Let's say a sense of, of uh, spiritual yearning arises. Okay, so there it goes. But now it's framed in self-centeredness. Now that yearning is seen as something that has to happen over time. Yeah and that you are going to have to do a lot of stuff to produce that, to finally reach the goal, yeah? So you can't entertain freedom. You can entertain, I will be free, or remember that I once was free, (coughs) yeah? But the freedom is never immediate, because the time frame of selfing or self-centeredness influences and infects the whole interpretive system. So instead of realizing there's a sense of okayness now, you hope that you will be okay later, or you really beat yourself up by thinking you were once okay, and I must have done something stupid not to be okay now. So it's always usually, everything keeps pertaining to the you, that phantom you. Everything, this mental system, all the minds just use, they're all used to be pointing to a phantom. Yeah, All they can do is point. There's nothing there, but the mind, the conditional mind, makes the leap itself. So, thought, thought my, thought, my thought, my thought, my thought, my thought, my thought, I'm the thinker. Feelings, 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 I'm the feeler. Hearing, 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 I'm the hearer. Yeah. Tasting, 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 I must be the taster, there must be a taster, it must be me. Yeah? So everything is used to point to the phantom, but there isn't anyone home. Yeah? <laughs> That doesn't mean there's no one home. there's there's homeness, but there isn't anyone home. Yeah? The space that's filling the home is what I am. Not this little apparition of this action figure. But I'm the space, yeah? I am the seeing of what I'm not. So here's this so people come to talk, let's say, you go to somewhere else and I don't know how other people describe it. I like the term selfing because I don't even like to call it a self because that gives it too much credit. It's just selfing. It's a verb that's producing an appearance. And the mind, in other words, when the mind is listening in an ignorant state to the selfing, it pictures a self, yeah? like a hologram. It pictures a, a, a self. yeah, And then, that, then there's that vague feeling that sort of captures the sense of oneness and makes it mean that there's a you that's on yeah so then conscious contact is happening and every instead of seeing hearing feeling tasting touching it's I'm seeing that I'm hearing this yeah I'm tasting that yes and all the emphasis goes on the seer and the scene but not the scene everything goes on the hearer and the heard but not the hearing yeah so you're not you don't have your attention's not on the pulse of manifestation you're not at, at the point of contact conscious contact you're on on another pulse a mental pulse of there and then yeah a time pulse so here you hear about selfing so then what happens is people come and go hey i've been noticing i've been selfing a lot all day yeah so here's the selfing Selfing is a finite process. It cannot go on infinitely because it's of time. It's, product, it's a process, yeah? Selfing, a mental process. So it doesn't have infinite. It's not infinite. It's finite. So here's the selfing. And so when it's, it's a nice nonchalant, common thing people say. I've been selfing all day. So here's the selfing. So a certain part of the selfing was seen, and then suddenly it's not seen, and then it, then there's the pop-up of you noticing the selfing. That's the product of selfing. Yeah, the product of selfing isn't the verb of selfing. It's to produce the, illusion, the illusionary noun. Yeah, so so now I'm the one who's selfing. <laughs> so you actually take blame or credit for the selfing. Yeah, or the selfing's driving me crazy. That's the product of selfing. Yeah, so now people start seeing a little bit more, and then they get oh I, I wasn't that. Was that was selfing? But I'm the one that realized that, that I'm not selfing, yeah? So it pops up again. I'm telling you, selfing, it goes like this. It pops up, yeah? And then there's that selfing also, and it just goes selfing. But there's a point, many points, along this little linear storyline that occurs is when you don't buy the selfing, the pop-up doesn't occur, and then there's a pause there. There's like a pregnant pause. You can sense it. It's different. It's almost like the moment before a thunderstorm. Yeah, you sense it in the in the, in the in the fabric of mind. There's a pause. Yeah, that pause can be infinite because it's not of time, or it can seem to go by really fast, and the selfing kicks in again. But the pause is what I am. The pause is virgin mind, raw mind, recognizing recognizing from its own nature, not recognizing from you but recognizing from its own nature a very, very small process of mentality going on. Selfing, yeah? And it sees the verbing of it and the noun pop up, it sees it all. It gets a damn good view of it. In other words, it sees the beast from the toe, I mean from this the, the snout to the tail, Yeah? <coughs> One view of that can seemingly do it where the calibration shifts sufficiently enough that you have a pretty good immunity to the self thing, or maybe there'll be more. But there won't be one pause. Pause will keep popping in. Yeah? You'll have the ability that before when you there's the recognition of the verbing and before the noun pops up, there's a pause. And if you if the mind attends to that pause, then when the noun pops up you see it as just a verb. Yeah? And when maybe you get five visions of it, and then you get the principle of it, there is no noun. Yeah? You don't need to say there is no noun every time. You get it. Just like they say, you can see the whole ocean in one drop of water. Yeah, You don't need the whole, all of the ocean to get the quality of oceanness. Yeah, The same thing with selfing. Once you see it, one example of it is the whole principle of it. Yeah? The selfing is there to produce a feeling of being a self. Once the feeling of being a self is produced, now it's riffing. <laughs> now it's just now it's just riffing. It's way too late. You're you're caught in a barrage of notes by then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Time is relevant. Your condition is relevant. Everything is very very important. It's like trying to dig yourself out of a big hole. It's not going to work. Yeah. But before, if you don't buy the noun, yeah, the verbing there's a pause. It can't go on infinitely. It, it gets its respite and sucks up the energy when the noun pop-up occurs. When the noun pop-up occurs, all your attention and interest goes to the noun. It sucks up all that interest and then it keeps verbing. But it has to get to a point where it's, it runs out of juice, so it has to suck up your juice. And how it sucks up your juice is not the verbing, but when it's about you. Yeah? Then it crystallizes the attention interest almost like a fucking fuel, and then it verbs again, (laughs) selfing, selfing, selfing. But without the noun to sort of like a like a weather vane to attract the electricity of your own juice, then it runs out. It putters out. It just verbs, and the verbing gets slower and slower, and it doesn't have the ability to project any kind of mental image of a noun. Yeah, its light is weak because it doesn't have any of its own light. It sucks your light. Yeah? It sucks, it takes the mind's light to project this image of being Paul. If the mind's light isn't given to it, the projection gets weaker and weaker. It's more easy to see through. And then you see what you thought was a noun and solid is just a verb. It's just verbing. That there's nothing other than verbing going on. Yeah? In manifestation. There's nothing other than verbing going on. There is no noun to be found That's the freedom from subject-object. That's the freedom from dualism. Then you see the duality, which is just an expression of dualism, of subject-object. I'm taking myself to be the one, and then everything is another to me. How are you going to use two-ness to get to oneness? As someone said, there isn't any oneness, tell you the truth. There isn't any oneness without the sense of two-ness. There'd be no value in what you call oneness unless you were suffering the, the anguish of two-ness. But how are you going to get, use two-ness to get to oneness when there's something, I would say, none-ness is, the, is it. Yeah. No thing is it. yeah. But you can't go from two to one. But if you question not two, that's it. Yeah. What we're doing is try, attempting to leave, go with two-ness and try to capture oneness or nothingness, and have nothingness as an experience that us, that we have. It doesn't work that way. You just question the twoness. If there isn't two, that's it. Yeah. What are you going to do? You don't turn and now start looking for oneness or nothingness. You realize not twoness. That's all. That's all that's necessary. You put the ball down, and something else runs with it. Your job is done, just to recognize what you're not. You can't, it's not about recognizing what you are because you can't. You can't see yourself as an object. Yeah? But you'll find out about what you are because it's going to express itself through you. Yeah? And by its movement through you, it's sort of like if enough water goes through the conduit, the conduit gets a sense of the quality of water. Yeah? If enough juice is moving through the line, the line has an intimate relation with electricity. It gets a sense of the juice. Yeah. Other people may present it another way, but it doesn't work for me that other way. I don't want to know about the truth. That's that's just extra baggage. That's put in like the supremo, the supreme important baggage level. It's worse. It's heavier than all the other baggage. Because I think it's more important than all the other baggage. You know? I keep my eye on that bag. I don't want to lose that bag. Fucking, you want to lose that bag.
1: <laughs>
0: really? I'm going to go to Lost and Found, see if they found it. Don't. Let it go. Let someone else pick up the shit. Yeah. This is about being economized and pared down, traveling light. Like mimicking light light doesn 't have much baggage or weight, yeah, so and then if you 're on a need to know basis you don 't have a wealth of information, you just need to know you just know what you need to know when you need to know it yeah it 's not like i I have all the wisdom of the ages, fucking you 're heavied out like crazy, <laughs> Jeez. well then you will probably have this feeling that you have to dispense the Wisdom of the ages, and it becomes so fucking important that I've got to purify so I can be a good dispenser. You won't even be able to take a shit anymore. You'll be so fucking. You know, I don't have. We don't have like a get ready, get set, go room here. I don't get here really early and do like pranayama and try to get ready for this because there's no need to get ready for it. How can you get ready for what's already here? Give me a fucking break how are you going to prepare to get ready for what's already here? You're too late. (laughs) You already missed the boat. (laughs) Jesus, hey, what's already here? I'm get ready. I'm getting ready. All right. All right, son, I'll be ready for you. Whenever you're ready, I'm ready. Oh, so if I give up that I have to be ready, you're already here? Yeah, Okay.
1: (laughs) But I don't have a big role in
0: that. No, you don't, son. So I'd rather get ready. You just wait there as an imminent potential, and then I'll, when I'm purified enough, I'll knock on your door. All right, you want it that way? Sure. But I'm always here. No requirement necessary. Shit. I used to tell a story in recovery where there's a guy gets washed up near the near um, heaven's door. You know. And so he has a, he he actually, he he heard about heaven, and he wants to go there, and he's very intrigued, and he's done a little work, he's prayed a lot and stuff, and did service, so he feels pretty good about his spiritual resume, so he goes to the door, and the door opens up immediately, which sort of throws him for a thing, it's like, how did he know I was knocking on the door, you know, so, and there's God, and so God, he says, God, can I come in? And so God looks right at him and goes, hey, Paul, Paul can't come in. So he gets sort of dejected, and he, so he walks away. And of course he thinks, well, I just need to do more, you know. I need to purify myself better. More meditation, more service, all like this. And then when I'm ready, how, I mean, how can he not accept me, you know. So then you work really hard ten years, maybe. You get the yoga pants and the petroleum oil. And you got that loving gaze down, you know. Yeah. Yeah. When's the break, you know? I'd like to sleep with her later, you know, <laughs> whatever, it goes on. And so, okay, you're ready, so now you go back to the door, and you're free. You know, spiritual chest is puffed out. You know, God, come on, let's get over these formalities. You know, I got, I deserve to be there. God, right. God opens up, throws you again because it's so fast. You know, how does he know I'm at the door? Opens the door. And, hey, and I, you go, hey, God, can I come in? And you're, starting, and he says, Paul can't come in. And you're like, really flipped out. So now you just say, fuck you. You know, and you just start partying and you get loaded. You know, and go you know, do whatever you're gonna do. And, you know, life treats you pretty badly and you get washed up on this and you come to the shore and there's the heaven's door again. So you say, I need sanctuary. And then something happens. Something happens. Your mind splits open or something, whatever. And you knock on the door and there's it's he's right there. And you go, God, can I come in? And he goes, Paul can't come in? And you walk right by. Because yeah. he wasn't saying... It wasn't personal; he was just making a statement that a Paul, a Steve, a Mary can't come into the kingdom of heaven once it wasn't like he was stopping me from entering. it was my opinion, my idea, yeah, because I never thought Paul was ready or I thought Paul was too ready. but as soon as I realized I wasn't Paul, I walked right in. That's the whole point, yeah what seems to be kept from us is being kept from us by us, yeah. We're the one that's putting a requirement on it. Yeah, what's always here and ever present isn't playing playing favorites. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> the sun isn't just shining on one of us. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll tell you, there's a real love to put it off. You really do want to have, have it to do with time. You really want it to have to do with you. You do. You want to have to clean yourself up. You want to be, you want to improve yourself so that you can meet your maker, so to speak. But there's no requirements from the other side. Yeah? You could have killed 20 people yesterday, and if you could give up the ghost sufficiently enough, it would be all done, in a sense. Yeah? I wouldn't recommend killing 20 people you know, to see, but I'm just trying to exaggerate enough to get a point across. And then you really see the beast. You really see the deep tenets of selfing. Because no matter how many people say you're good or something like that, there's a belief in you somewhere that you're not right. That something is inherently, let's say, wrong with you. That no matter how much i do no matter how much i pray no matter how much meditation there's something i can't overcome yeah there's something that's not correct some people call it the lead ball inside or whatever there's just a point of contraction that the mind is like all the selfing is like a an oyster that's there to produce this pearl you know mm-hmm. this inherent guilt for being the one that left or was separated. In The Course in Miracles, they talk about guilt as one of the main mental movements here. And I remember when I was a kid, uh, you know, I had a father and a mother and stuff, and my father was really, you know, used to play with me and everything like that. And then when I hit six years old, he got really ill. You know, he had like super high blood pressure. They didn't have the medications, I don't think, back then for blood pressure. And so uh he couldn't play with me anymore, you know? And so I think my mother, my mother talked to me about it and my my doc our family doctor came and talked to me about it, and a lot of people told me, you know, Dad's sick, really sick, that's why he can't go to baseball practice with you and stuff like that. And I heard it all, but somewhere in me I felt I must have done something wrong to cause my father not to want to play with me. This is that pearl of self centeredness, yeah. Somehow or another, in a way, let's say if you hear about perfection and beauty and love, and then you look at your daily experience and you see it doesn't seem to be a great reflection of perfection, beauty and love, I bet you somewhere in your mind you think you have something to do with that. Yeah. It's sort of like the whole Adam and Eve and Eden thing. We feel like we we purposely left the garden and we have this inherent guilt of separation. And the only solution to it is to realize there is no separation. Yeah? So on a little scale or a big scale, I would say most of us, the mind is usually trying to dance around this pearl. Yeah? Never really wanting to sit there because we think it's so much of something that we can't realize the nothingness of it. Yeah? And it controls us quite a lot. Most people, they believe they're moving towards things, but usually they're moving away from things. There's something in their mind that they're really very busily trying to move away from. Yeah? Because everything has a dualistic movement here. It's either moving towards or away. Things have their own current and tide. So if you keep seeing all this moving out towards, towards, towards. I'm telling you, it's being motivated by what you're trying to move away from. Yeah. So, self-centeredness has that inherent guilt because you feel like you had something to do with everything. Yeah. One person yawns in, in the room and, they, you, and you take it personally, yes, don't you? Mm-hmm. The mind is very... uh It's just, it, it's just the addiction of its, direction, of its direction. Everything pertains to it. You can't get away from it. Yeah. It's not only one or two things pertain to it. Everything pertains to it. You, you don't see life as happening. You see it as it's, it's happening to you. Every example is, is a reflection of the principle. When you see the principles of mind, there's a solution. Yeah. If you only see the examples, you're living on a consequential level. You're like in the dark. yeah. You can't see, so you just remember. You just have speculation. You just have hearsay. It's just like when you're losing your eyesight, let's say, which I am in a sense. I have a very small TV screen. There's basketball on. I'm basically remembering. I can't see the ball. Basically, it's too far away. But I know there's shot, and it goes in, and my mind's just filling in what I can't see anymore. It's all memory. Well, life becomes like that quite a lot. But it, because there's seemingly darkness, you know, we can't see. Like we shared last night, if, there was, if the lights went out and there was a dark day here, a lot of problems would arise in this room. You wouldn't be able to see where you were going, and you'd bump into chairs, and you'd maybe trip on someone's foot or hurt their step on theirs, and you wouldn't be able to find where the door is to get out. You wouldn't know where this damn talk was supposed to end. You'd... You couldn't get to the bathroom, so what happens? What we do is, you know, we we get, like, knee pads to, so that when we do hit something, it won't hurt so much. We make a preemptive apology to everyone. We step on their toes. We buy maps to where someone thought the bathroom was once, and we start trying to follow because all of these speculations and these schemes because we can't fucking see. But what's the solution? Just find the light switch, yeah? and stop looking for it outside because you are the light. Yeah, You are the light. Once there's light in things, you see clearly. It's the darkness, and ignorance is a form of darkness. It's the darkness that causes us not to see, so then we have to rely on others who we thought have seen or speculations about what, how it was when I once saw, but we're walking around in the dark. And of course, there's going to be many, many people presenting themselves as artificial lights to to show you the way. But the fact is, you're the light. Yeah? You're your own light. Find it. Let's say my life, my happiness was somewhat based on seeing some teacher. He comes like once a year, sucking a drag, don't you think? You know, I have to pay like $30 or maybe I got to sign up for a 10 day retreat and all I want to do is see the person, you know, fuck, I got to stay here 10 days, you know. Doesn't, that's to me, doesn't make sense. That's what I heard. When I heard the talks, there was a point where I heard enough. Some guy was saying an old Zen thing that blew my mind. He said, I'm like a man standing in, standing by the river selling water. Oh yeah, I get that. This is insane that I'm at this meeting. (laughs) In a way. Because I'm right near, there's the man selling water by a river. (laughs) You know? And then he says, it's even funnier than that. I'm like a man in a river selling water. And then I got it, and I walked out, and I never went back. I thought, I got it.
2: Yeah, that's right. What the fuck?
0: (laughs) There's the river, but I'm into buying water from a guy in the river. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> that's all the mind sometimes it takes for mind it doesn't need to have a long dissertation just a simple exclamation can do yeah Bing. and the mind shifts and of course things follow yeah everything proceeds from mind yeah when mind changes, everything must change because it's the that reverberation, that tremor produces all the effects, all the seismic effects, yeah everything gets shook by that one little earthquake, in a sense. one little minor shift in mind reverberates quite a lot, yeah, and once you get that there's also again there's a principle in every example a principle you see the whole thing by looking at one drop you see the whole thing by seeing one example of selfing and how it gets your attention and interest and sucks it into the story of you how many more stories do you need to hear you get don't let the mind expand on it yeah it hears it And it expands, and it sees the pattern of it all. Like in the Course, it would say, hey, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. All I needed was a few examples of that. I had been living that intimately, and as soon as I heard it, it was that intimate realization. Yeah, that's what this apparatus does. It conveys meaning to things. The things aren't conveying meaning to it. There's a projection of meaning, and then I feel like I found the meaning when I find the thing. But in fact the projection preceded the meaning, the thing. Yeah. Oh, that's an, that's like getting the course before the cart. I could see that and my mind just went, boom, 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 boom. It got the one little example and it just went like, and it just hasn't stopped. It just boom, 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 boom. Like the lens just opened, 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 like we said last night. When the lens opens, you believe it's you, you know, you somehow have the lens, or, you know, you are the lens. So the lens, op- lens open. but when it's opening, it also moves, and you're, you appear in front of it. <laughs> you're, not, you're not left out of the picture. You whoa! <laughs> you mean I'm, I'm here? Yes! You're, you're content, my friend. And therefore, oh yeah, and then I'm not content. Hallelujah! Yeah? Instead of trying to, trying to get an advantage as content, of trying to entertain context, you see that you're truly content, the whole thing collapses, and yet, it, like a phoenix, it arises. And I'm not that. But if you try to deny that you're this, this content, it's a mental denial that just reinforces the sense of being the content. Yeah, but when you actually admit it, let it all land, and and have let's say whatever you call it, the ego deflation or whatever it may be, and when it collapses in on itself, it's not the end; it's the beginning. It's oh no, it's the end, it's the end, the, oh the beginning. I'm not that. Yes, people want to get from the they see. They want to go to the med- from the mental denial to that. Unfortunately, you gotta to go to what you're trying to deny in a sense. At times, yeah, you have to really let all the roost, all the all the birds land and realize, I am so that, so that, and that's the last thing I wanted to be. I didn't want to be an asshole. I didn't want to hurt people. I didn't want to do. That. And then I'm not that. Instead of I'm not that mental denial, which just pre just makes it. You're so that by trying not to be that. Yeah? You're so stuck in that by trying not to be that. Yeah? And you're always, as long as you think you're that, you're going to be in an urban renewal project. <laughs> your mind is constantly going to be working on you. going over. you could have done better. You should have meditated longer. You didn't You, you broke your gaze with the master. And you just kept there, and don't blink. He's looking. There's a transmission happening. <laughs> I'm going to be leaving soon. <laughs> Can't miss this, can I? Don't fuck it up. Remember the last time you fucked it up? And look what, you've been here for so long now. I'm ready, yes, I'm ready, go. (laughs) So that's what happened with me in recovery. I was in so much denial of what I thought I was. I was scared shit of ever landing there. Because it meant I was really, really, really bad, beyond bad, you know, like morally bad. I did something. I chose to be so fucked up. So my busy was just distract. I'd try to use drugs, try to use spirituality, try to use everything. And yet, inevitably, I had to land and finally admit all of those things I didn't want to seem to be to finally find out that I'm not. But you can use spirituality to not be what you think you are, and it won't work. Yeah, you'll just take. You'll become a spiritual version, like a sort of like a. You'll look the part, but you'll be empty of the spirit, because it will be a mental denial. It won't be a spiritual quote unquote denial. It'll be a mental denial. A spiritual denial is very accepting. A mental denial is very inclusive. Yeah, very exclusive. Trying, no, I'm not that, I'm not that. A spiritual denial is you accept exactly how you're appearing to be because you're not that. Yeah. From the mind, you cannot accept how you're appearing to be because you're taken to be that. Yeah. But from the let's, I'm using the word spirit from, but from that point of view, you can be how you appear to be because you're not that. You're left off your own hook. Finally, yeah. The urban renewal project is closed down. You know, maybe you work on the physical for your health and this and that, but this whole thing of polishing the spiritual mirror is over. It's fucking, it's clear and clean as as bright as it's ever going to be. Yeah? Your participation is not needed. Yeah? Take a break soon? No? We better suck it out a little longer. (laughs) A long day ahead of me. Exciting questions. Because you don't want to overdo it too with a talk, yeah? The talk, it's the, it's the energetic juice, yeah? It's not like more is better. It's, there's a certain amount that's just primo, yeah? And then then that needs to be entertained, not rushed to the next thing, but to sit around and sort of savor it, let the mind roll it around in there. And then uh, it gets digested from another point of view, not self. And when it downloads, it's nutritious. It's it's, uh, it's satisfying. It, it produces a contentment of mind. Yeah, You get fed, in a sense. But you don't do the digestion. It's not about knowing it. You stay in the I don't know, another aspect of mind digests it, and then it downloads it It'll, to a way that you can sort of understand, Yeah, you know? in a way. And then the same happens over and over and over again. And then there's a point of you're stabilizing, I don't know. And now your way of knowledge is to find out. Yeah? You don't have any preconceived point of view, in a sense. Or if you do, you realize, like, if I do a share on something today, one topic, it'll be a totally different share tomorrow. It's never, there's no one idea. It's just seen in a different way. Like, I do a thing on the 12 steps. And if I would have come into the, the studio the day after it would have been a very different take. Because every time it's different. Yeah? Because the it's not a stagnant thing. You're not in a stable position seeing a stable thing. Everything is moving. Yeah? That's the that's the flexibility of the message. You're able to fit yourself around circumstances instead of trying to fit them around you. Yeah? It's everything is moving, 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 moving. Yeah? So any questions? We're going to have a great day. Yes, I've got to psych myself up. We're going to have a great day. By the time of this day, you're going to have so much better self-confidence. You're going to be able to walk with your head looking up. You'll be... The day is mine. I'm filled with abundance. I guarantee you. Just sign up for my newsletter, $50 a month, and I'll send you five affirmations every month. And everyone gets a hearty handshake at the end of the meeting. So come back if one it 's hard to be a, you know there's nothing to sell you know that 's the dilemma i 'm I'm like my career is a bad career choice yeah. if I was a yoga you know teacher, we could do more asanas you know right we could do in the morning five asanas in the afternoon ten and then at night fifteen it would sound seem like you were growing and doing more you yeah? know this you can't you can 't do it with this. how are you going to package nothing yeah Really, I mean, how can you sustain a ten-day package of nothing? <laughs> I mean, to me, I, I remember I went to see this guy once a long time ago in Australia, and had nothing to do with him. He was a teacher. He's passed away now. But I think his bent was more male-female relationship. And this girl that I, this woman I met, I think she was knowing she was going to have trouble with me, so she wanted me to meet these male-female relationship teachers because. It was, be, it was trying to be presented like a spiritual path. She thought I would stay up, stay with it if it was seen as a spiritual way of, you know, getting to union, you know, because it gets hard and I just want to split, you know, in a lot of ways. So, so she took me to this thing. It was 150 bucks for a day. And I said, all right, we're going to go. So we get there, up on the Gold Coast. 10 o'clock to 5, I think it was, $150. Yeah, okay. We go in, 10 o'clock. Someone comes out and they have about 15 minutes of announcements, yeah, about how the day's gonna go. Yeah. Alright, that's okay, that's what happens. Then we sat for 45 minutes and meditated. You know, all of us. Yeah. We sat there to about 11. Then we came out of the meditation and then someone came up and said, alright, we're gonna have a break. <laughs> alright, so we went on a break for 15 minutes. We got back, 11.15. We did another hour, 45 minutes of meditation. Haven't seen the teacher yet that I paid $150 to hear, right? We meditate to 12. They come, and we, get that, we come out of meditation. Oh, it's lunchtime, all right? So we, everyone goes to lunch from 12 to 1. Still, I haven't seen the person that I paid $150 to see. We come back, 1 o'clock, more announcements about how the afternoon <laughs> is going to go, you know. <laughs> then suddenly, at 1.30, he came in with a couple of women, you know, his entourage, and he did, gave like a 20-minute talk and left. And then they wanted us to meditate again for another 45 minutes. And I said, no. And I went up to desk. I said, I want my money back. And then they go, why? Aren't you having a great day? I am, but I'm not Not with the, the guy I paid to see. I'm by myself with all you. You know, We could have saved a lot of money and just said, hey, let's all get together and meditate. But instead, I'm paying $150 to sit with you. Yeah. So they gave me my money back, it was great. And my girlfriend and I left and I said, I felt great about it. I said, Fuck, I'm getting tired of being suckered for this. I have this urge or this yearning and I'm getting milked. You know? Spending doing really insane things, expecting to get something. I'm gonna put my fucking spiritual foot down and say, No. I'm not doing it this time. You know, and I'm gonna go I'm gonna who cares what they think of me. I want my money back. (laughs) <laughs> don't try it with us today <laughs> don't try that <laughs> but you know what I mean it's an exaggerated thing but we'll go to great lengths where you know if, it was, if someone was like if you were going to a music event and you never heard the musician you know for most of the day but you, the ticket said go see Kenny Loggins play but you never see him play maybe they play music of his you know and the announcements you'd be fucking pissed wouldn't you but in spirituality we think oh it's the play of the teacher you know <laughs> he's fucking us purposely to make us grow give me a break you're just getting fucked maybe
2: you know have the
0: eyes to see it sometimes why does why does like in that venue you can get away with murder you know what I mean? You can treat people badly, sleep with their wives and husbands, whatever. And Oh, it's all the leela of the master, the play of the master. Give me a fucking break. And then, you know, the thing is, this may take lifetimes. What a great insurance policy for a business. I don't even have to deliver the goods, and I can blame you for not getting it. Oh, you're just not ready. You know, if you were ready, you would really get the value of what I'm saying. But you're not ready. That's why. It's not on me at all. It's you, really. I knew it was me. Yes, see, <laughs> I knew it was you exactly. I mean, it's foolproof, isn't it? So I don't know. Yeah, that's why I like to do it different ways. You know, I like like we're at home. We don't have anything going on. We just have two meetings a week. Yeah? Just, and then we hang out afterwards. We go to dinner or we go to coffee. There's not like that everyone has to sit until I leave. You know, I don't just, <laughs> you know, I'm hanging out and we just hang out. And you know what? It takes sort of the, the specialness off of things. And I'll tell you, you don't know how many people lose interest when it's not special. Mm-hmm. But the real value is when it's not special, when it's seen as ordinary. Yeah? Because if it's seen as ordinary, you won't think you have to be held to such high standards to finally accept it. You can just take it like dog shit awareness, yeah? And that's the value of it. It's now, it's it's where the rubber meets the road. It's practical. You'll travel later this freaking Saturday. You know what I mean? Not next eight years from now, after you do this and this. This is totally applicable, and it can be immediate. You can lighten the load that you seem to be traveling, not with, but as now, because you'll see it at you're traveling with it. When you're traveling with it, you have the possibility of not traveling with it. If you're traveling as it, the only possibility you have is to try to improve what you're traveling as. Yeah? This is not about improvement. It's realizing you're not that. Yeah? You don't need to tithe to it anymore. You don't need to kowtow to it anymore. When you walk away from it, and it starts calling you with, but, but, you won't even look back because it won't be you. You will have lost interest in it. Like a foreign installment or like a parasitical tendency that's been noticed. Yeah. Once the parasite is seen to be a parasite, what becomes obvious? The host. You lose the identification as the parasite. What do you discover? The host! Yeah? You are the light. You come here to be reminded. It's fun. It's something to do. We can get together and enjoy a space. Because it's like in AA we talk about a loving God that expresses itself through our group conscience. So a lot of times you go to recovery meetings and individually everyone's pretty much an asshole, let's say, you know, like 30, 40 people. Really, if you, were with, you wouldn't want to be with them probably one on one, you know. But with all of us together, there's like a sweet aroma in the room because there's a loving God or a mind itself. Mind isn't segmented into individual minds. When we come, these seeming individual parts get together in a physical vicinity, and we start entertaining something, it's more, it, it has a sense, a quality of whole mind gets dropped in to the experience field. Yeah? So you feel lighter. You sense uh, an atmospheric presence that you wouldn't have felt, let's say, by yourself. Yeah, because that's sort of like an antidote to the separation. When we come together as a we, we lose interest in the I, yeah? And then the we is like a magnification of what may not seem obvious during our basic day. But we can feel it like super obvious when we're at satsang You sense a presence, yeah? And that's to be fed, that's food. It's food, it's nourishment to me. Yeah. The mind is getting nourished all day. Walk down the street. It's 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 never satiated. It's it's ravenous. It just doesn't want one toy. It wants hundreds of toys. It doesn't want one video game. It wants hundreds of video games. It doesn't want one. It's just on and on and on and on. And the world and all the way it's appearing tends to uh, serve that. You know. No thingness is a different quality. No-thingness is a, a different sense that's not getting developed much in our day-to-day life. Yeah, We're distracted from that sense to get into thingness and then to return to a thing. Yeah, But in satsang we try to put that off for a while so that, that we can honor, like churches I would guess were built to do, or a temple, we can honor that space of what we are, that space of mind, which isn't seen yeah, that we can't touch, but we can sense it. Yeah, we can sense the presence of our own nature, and it's important to honor it because most days you won't be honoring it out there. There's no billboards that saying pause usually. You know, unless they have a picture of a, like a a very relaxed hundred dollar or eight hundred dollar pair of pants. You know, pause. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look how good he looks in the pause, forget the fucking pause, look how damn good he looks, pausing, yeah, that's where the emphasis goes, there's no pause, you know, hey man, are you too busy, no, <laughs> hey, where the fuck are you really going, <laughs> is progress really progress, no, we don't answer those questions, so here we come, just do it, you know, enjoy that space, I do, yeah. I haven't missed a meeting that I've attended in my whole life. I've been done a lot of talks over the years. Because I am uh I'm hell bent of having this available. I'm not gonna wait on anybody. Yeah. I'm yeah. hell bent on it. I need I like that. I need it. I need to rub shoulders with nothing. I'm just, I just I this place just wears me out all day, you know. I see people like last today, we were with a guy who he was talking about that same old, same old, though he's very successful and this and that, but it's not translating into an ease and comfort. Oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> How many times have I heard that? Surprise, surprise. You know what I mean? Maybe I shouldn't go that way. it <laughs> will be different for me. Yes, I am sure. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm really happy for this possibility to share. Because I listen to it, you know, it's like a download. It's not like I'm, I'm listening to what happened, what's happening, because the energy comes in and then it tries to tra- get translated into a very faulty system of mind. <laughs> but hopefully by the time it gets out, it hasn't lost too much of the presence. So it still has a it's still va- uh, valuable as a vehicle because there's some transmission goes on, and so I would like to catch it when it's first starting to cook, and then how it translates and this and that. You know? it's like someone who's a baker who follows it from the field, yeah, to kneading the dough, turning on the oven, and then the muffin comes out. Yeah, and then eating the muffin. It's sort of cool. So I guess we'll end now. eh? No questions. What do you mean? Man? Well not end I can mean, go to lunch. Yeah, yeah. Well yeah, we're not going from eleven to five. Forget eleven to four, five hours of talking? Jesus Christ. You gotta ask questions. Please come up with questions. Oh do you want a question? I have questions. Questions too. how do you reconcile these two sort of
2: states or entities or there's the seer and there's Paul, right? So, I mean, I don't even know who I'm talking to right now. Am I talking to Paul or am I talking to the awareness? And you've mentioned several times about, say, even entertaining, right? So, I mean, you've come to Toronto, you've had to entertain that, right? So, it's kind of like, I mean, the awareness that you're speaking of doesn't entertain, right? The mind entertains. So, how, um, how do you use something that you've, you're so addicted to that you've become obsessed and identified with, lose that obsession, and still use it. It's kind of like, you know, I'm not an alcoholic anymore, but I'm still drinking all day, but I'm just not addicted to it anymore. I still need to use that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: But see, there is no one using it. Yeah? And there's no seer. There's just seeing. So there is no... See, it always gets to me, why does there have to be an actor when an action is noted? Why does that, that, that seems so logical to us? I think it's an insane system. There's an action that's con- there's a conscious awareness of an action, but why doesn't it have to always seem to imply that there's an actor? Yeah. So why is there why is there a user of things that are being used? Can't they just be being used? Yeah. Why does there always have to be a user? And why do we have to have to try to integrate these two opposites of there is no seer, it's seeing, and then the one who is using something to see. yeah? There's just seeing, and then the using of things. Yeah? There isn't any one that's using something to see. There's using something to see, that in the, in the way the selfing presents it, there's a you there that's doing it. And then there's opinions that, what should I be using something to see? Is this the real path to go? Should I be using mine to get to awareness? Yeah? As soon as the you gets introduced, then there's tons of speculations occur, right? And questions occur. occur. But what would happen if the you didn't, didn't arise or didn't, didn't take effect? You would see that there's no conflict in using something... To, to, uh, in the using of something. Yeah? So mind has the ability to reflect. Yes? Mind. And awareness can, you can see, awareness would show no reflection, but that's the original face. Is, is clearness of the mirror with no reflection in it. That's what I am. Yeah? The mind is there to reflect what I am. Yeah? let they say mind, the nature of mind or the essence of mind is emptiness. Yeah? Its nature is to reflect. This is just how in Buddhism they describe the quality of mind. Yeah? So it's empty. In other words, there's nothing there. No thing. Nothing, yes? It has the ability to reflect, which is what we're doing here yeah? all day. And then it's, its manifestation is energy. So this is what's happening, Yeah. In manifestation, energy is the underlying uh, drive of everything that appears and disappears. And they say energy can't be created nor destroyed. So, all, all this stuff arises and it all dissipates, but it goes into something that never was created or destroyed. So, it's like just this infinite field of nothingness, let's say. And then things arise, there's a dance, things happen, and then it, they they start departing, and yet nothing actually changes. Yeah, It's just infinite, right? So then there's mind reflecting. So let's say mind is reflecting selfing quite a lot, yeah? So when it's reflecting selfing quite a lot, it can fall into the trance that there's a self. So the mind forgets its nature, which is empty, and it takes its nature to be of a thing. So now, all the reflecting of selfing is reinforcing this false image that that it takes itself to be. In other words, it's conjuring up its own image in its reflective ability of being a, a Paul, like a historical action figure. Yeah, or a, a nebulous mind that is in a body or somehow. Yeah. So it's reflecting selfing. When it's reflecting selfing, it's agitated. Yeah, because selfing is agitated. Yes, selfing is in the. This is cool. Check this out. Selfing is in a movement called the desire to become and unbecome. That's what selfing does. So, selfing believes it's something it doesn't want to be, so it's trying to unbecome that. So, let's say if you're a loser, you think you're a loser, which is, yeah, and you want to unbecome that. So, at first, you can't unbecome that, so you have all these distractions, keep people away, don't, you know, don't want them to find out that I'm a loser, like that. So, it's all this fucking activity. And then there's a desire to unbe, so it has that desire to unbecome, then there's a desire to become. Yeah? That's all selfing is. It's desiring to become, and it's desiring to unbecome what it thinks it is. All day. Total agitation. It can never fulfill the desire because it can't be. Yeah? It can't be a loser. It can't be a winner. It can't be an action figure. It can't be a mental idea. It can appear to be those things, but it can't be those things. So it's a desire. Both movements of the desire are always going to be unfulfilled. What happens when you experience in a day when you have a strong desire and it's not being fulfilled? You get irritable, restless, discontent, don't you? Stories are made why you're not getting what you need and other people are getting it and someone's withholding it from me and I deserve it. Sense of entitlement. All this shit arises, yes? All these mental states arise from that desire being thwarted. Yeah? Exactly. That's what's happening. So the selfing is trying to become and or trying to unbecome and tons of mental states are being produced because those desires are being thwarted. And there'll be a point where the mind will get so driven to get relief from this activity, it'll become addicted to some other things. Let's say drugs, sex, pornography, money. Somehow, with the hopes that they're going to bring relief to this original thwartness, this original uh, unfulfilled desire, yes? And of course, they don't, do that. Addictions never get to a point of bringing you a deep fulfillment. The more shots you do, the more empty you feel when you come down. That's You get the opposite effect of what you were hoping for. So an addiction now that was there to try to relieve the original addiction just complicates it and actually amplifies it. So now you try to get some relief, and so now you become addicted to spirituality, let's say, with the hopes that will keep you sober and get you free from this. And yet that also becomes an addiction. Now you're incessantly reading books, going to meetings every freaking week. If you miss a teacher, you're really pissed off. Oh, I fucking missed What's his name or her was in town? I blew it. I, that would have been the time. I would have got it. I know it. If I was only there, but I was busy shopping for my kids. I could have been at that satsang. Fuck my kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> so all this stuff is just a huge amount of riffing based on the original. Yes, unfulfilled desire. Here's your mind. Its nature is to reflect. Yeah. Not its essence. Its essence is empty, totally empty. But here, in its activity, its nature is to reflect. It's reflecting all this movement of mind. And it's taking itself to be the one that's being done to or doing. Yeah, It becomes identified with a false image that's filling up its ability to reflect. So now it's only reflecting what refers or pertains to it. This is called obsession with self. Your mind is severely agitated. Even if you try to find rest or peace, you'll make it anxious. You'll be anxious about losing the peace you thought you found. Or when you finally get to rest, I don't have enough time to rest as long as I need to. Everything you come in contact with, you'll produce, it will stir it up. Not ease it and soothe it, but actually stir it up. So you, some people, they come to saying it doesn't produce an ease and comfort, it stirs them up. Now they feel like, I should know, I should know what they're talking about. Yeah? So here it is. So what happens? If you take the attention and interest, if somehow that interest and attention could be removed from that selfing, what would happen? Maybe the mind would move and reflect something else. Maybe it would turn to nothingness in a way. Yes? Maybe it would turn to timelessness. Maybe it would turn to spaciousness and clarity. And what is it going to do? Just like it was reflecting the self thing, it will reflect that. Yes? It will mimic that. Yeah. So what will happen? Its reflection will become clearer. It will be able to rest and enjoy peace of mind. Yeah, It will be able to stop and stay in a moment. It won't be on this train of time. Yeah? It won't be agitated, so in fact it doesn't need to seek relief. Yeah, it's so beautiful. The thing is, how are you going to counteract the idea that self can't get out of self? The whole point is, if you realize the best way to get out of something is to realize you're not in it. That's the only way that works, seriously. If you believe you're in something that's driving you crazy, and you try to get out of it, yes? Yes? First of all, that's going to take time, and I bet you you'll be going back in it. Yeah? The in is like one side of the coin, the out's the other side of the coin. You flip one, and then life circumstances flips it back, so you're in and out, in and out, in and out. Okay? What's the solution? There is no problem. (laughs) If there is no problem, do you need a solution? No. The solution's very, very temporary, Yeah? Which is the recognition there is no problem, and there there goes the solution. It's like Ramana said with the thorn. There's a thorn in your foot, it's really bothering you, so what happens is you get another thorn, and you use the one thorn to dig out the other one, and you throw it out. You don't replace the first thorn with the second thorn, (laughs) you throw both of them away. So, problem and solution is dissolved by when you recognize the problem is, is imaginary, which is the solution, there's no need for a solution that's the solution Yeah, it totally cuts the dualistic movement of problem solution, problem solution just cuts it just like I'm not that, that's that it cuts the two-ness the the movement of two-ness I'm not that, that's that nothing more to do you don't have to now look for who you are just realize you're not something that's all you'll find out, I guarantee you if you sense you're not that you're going to find out what you are It's going to... Because it's expressing now. It's manifesting. You wouldn't find it out if it was imminent, but it's not imminent. It's potential manifesting. You will sense a feeling of being. Something will be moving. And there will be a recognition of that nature of manifestation, which is energy. You'll sense its movement, and you'll get a feeling of it. Yeah? You'll intimate it. So the same mind that's being driven crazy is like they say in Buddhism... The ordinary mind is the same as the enlightened mind. They're the same mind. Yeah? They're just formatted differently, that's all. Or one, let's say one's formatted, the other isn't. So the enlightened mind is raw and virgin, the formatted mind is ordinary in a sense. Yeah? So to seek enlightened mind with ordinary mind is fucking crazy. Just realize you're not ordinary mind and that's enlightenment. Yeah? So entertain the possibility. See what happens. It's a bitch because you want to know. You do. Most people do. Most people would 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 give up a, a for surety, even if it's wrong. It's better than not knowing. You know, in the mental level, knowing has a very high value. It doesn't even matter if it's right or wrong. You just at least I know something. To, to live in I don't know can be a little hairy, especially in the beginning. But as soon as you, but the thing is, a good tree cannot bring forth bad fruit. So if you start resting, and I don't know, the fruit that will show up in your life will verify it's a damn good place to rest. And then you'll see that the mental security I was seeking is is not that valuable. It's real security is in insecurity, yeah, in not knowing. That's the place where the Son of Man rests his head, like it says in the Bible. There's no place for the Son of Man to rest its head, yeah. That's, that's where you rest your head. Isn't there's no place to rest your head? <laughs> and then you can get your money refunded if you don't think it works after a few months. Go back, seriously. Everyone I know who've heard this message, who's, who've continued to listen and stuff, are traveling lighter than they were before they heard the message. Yeah. They are, I see it in their faces. I get people emailing me constantly. It's working, you know because it's mind and mind alone. It's just you give mind something else to entertain it will yeah if you force feed it every if all of its ability to entertain is def- defined by self-centeredness, it's very severely limited, you know. That's why you can entertain like uh, what someone meant by saying hello to you for hours, you know what I mean? Your mind is like a marathon runner in a closet. It's just dying to run, and you got it just obsessing over some fucking thing. What did they mean by saying hello to me? Maybe hi? Maybe that's what they meant? Like, hello, salutation, I acknowledge you, namaste. No, there was deeper meaning. Does she like me? Doesn't she like me? Oh, I, did I do something bad? Was my zipper open? Did I have a piece of leaf on my tooth? Ah, I wish I I really wanted to meet that girl. This is what happens. That's just mind, like, blown off steam. You've given it a very small task, and it's a very huge instrument. Yeah. Let it free range. Let it loose. Let it entertain infinity. It won't find any boredom anymore. You'll be constantly curious this is a never ending possibility that it's following now. Yeah. And it's on an I don't know, it's on a I need to know basis, so it's alert. Yeah, you just watch it. You can't just rest in the same old, same old. Life is moving, bro. I get My, that, but I still can't
2: reconcile the fact that, you know, if I'm not this, right? Yeah. This can just get up and walk out of here. My awareness isn't gonna stay here, right? My awareness is going. With this. Well, I'd say your consciousness. I would
0: say your consciousness may go, but awareness isn't going anywhere.
2: Well, okay, my my consciousness. Yes. Yes. So there is an attachment to this that I cannot get rid of, right?
0: Why do you need to?
2: It's not a need, it's just what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the fact that I have identified with all this. There needs to be, I need to somehow reconcile that, right? Because I've been doing this my whole life. Well,
0: you can by yes. realizing you're not the one that's identified. There isn't a substantial you that's identified as this. There's just identification as this. It's but just a stream that of life. It's you that needs to get your message. Huh? It's that you
2: that needs to get this message. You don't right. need
0: to get the message. It's just a message. You can entertain it if you like or not. But there's no need, unless there is a need. Well, it's the I do you know. that has
2: to entertain hmm? that, right? Hmm? It's the you that has to entertain that, you know?
0: Well, if you take yourself to be that, yeah, you'll be consumed. You. Yeah, yeah, well, then the you will be entertaining it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which will lead to what? More entertaining, right? Yeah, well, find out. Yeah. The you is claiming something, yes. The movement or selfing is claiming it. So, in a way, by the time you hear this, it's already claimed it, so it's you hearing it. yeah. So, let's so work from there. But what's really hearing it is the mind, yeah? The mental process is claimed to be the hearer, but the mind heard it. That's, in a way, this bypasses the you, yeah? And it gets behind the you, and then it's, the you is always looking out, yeah? And this sort of is like something that bleeds through the canvas that the you's appearing in on. So it bleeds through the you in a sort of like a thief in the night or like it comes from in a sense behind it. It doesn't see it coming. Yeah? So the end see them you there's a sense that you heard it, but the mind has heard it also. Yeah? The mind itself. Right. The mind, mind. And when the youth gets bored of it and wants to discard it or make it something the mind may not be doing the same thing there may be something else working while you're thinking you're working yeah and that's where the faith lies that's where the faith lies in mind yeah for me all I needed was to hear it I wasn't hearing it yeah I hadn't heard this message and I was. that was the one little key I was missing once I heard it the mind ran with it yeah That's what it needed. It needed, as soon as it realized, hey, I'm not that, the next thing it thought, it entertained, hey, I can be free of it. (laughs) I don't have to therapize it. I don't have to work for it. I don't have to try to civilize it or socialize it. I don't have to have its low expectations as my lofty goals, like having a two month relationship or not flipping out at the next picnic or something I'm on. You know what I mean? I can actually be free of it. Yeah? As soon as you see the foreignness of it, Yeah, or the parasitical tendency of it, it implies that there's and there's another possibility very quickly, and as soon as the mind can entertain it can be free of it. Guess what? It starts finding out that it is inherently free of it. Yeah, but until it for me it couldn't go any farther. It was stuck in the frame of self-centeredness. So I was working hard to become free as this. Yeah, but the whole point is to be free from it. I wasn't seeing that. This was included as the real deal, and I was trying to improve it and get better and get clearer and get more, like, whatever, (coughs) compassion, all this stuff. I was trying to do all that, but I wasn't getting free from it. I was getting free as it, which wasn't freedom in my book. It was another form of bondage, yeah? It was. It was obviously had more perks, let's say, than drug addiction, but it was another form of addiction, spiritual seeking. But then I entertained, someone said, hey, instead of looking for another technique of meditation, why not ask who's the meditator? That sort of changed the ball game for me. Because I did. I entertained that. And I used self-inquiry for a while. And uh, it produced a lot, or provoked a lot of mental pauses when I did that. A lot of mental pauses. And after a while, there was more of a lingering in those pauses. And then I realized the pause was what's so. <laughs> not all the mental movement, but the pause was what I was, yeah? Yeah. So I wasn't that, so I haven't been trying to get clear since. I really haven't. I don't prep for any of these talks. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing happens because uh, it has nothing to do with me, that me, yeah?
1: Can you uh, talk a little more about self-inquiry?
0: Well, self-inquiry is uh, an old tradition, you know. I was introduced to it by reading Ramana Maharshi, and uh, I just did it. That's all. When he, I, I sort of liked what he had to say, and I read the first thing, the, the discourses of Ramana Maharshi, which was a translation of talks from thirty-three, I think, to 1937. It was a big book I got in India, and I read the whole thing a number of times, and he would always say, well, if you're having difficulty just sitting in the silence, this and that, well, the next best thing to do is ask a question, who am I, you know? So I went with that, and I did. And uh, not incessantly, I would just throw it in there. So let's say there, there was worrying about next week. I would Instead of being concerned that I shouldn't be worrying about next week or... Or I should be worrying about next week. I asked, who is it that's worrying about next week? So I had no opinion about what was going on. I just asked, who's it going on to? Yeah? And every time, pretty much every time I asked, the first answer was me. Yeah, the mind would chirp up me. And then, but I didn't take my attention off it. I'd say, well, who's this me? And then basically nothing came up. Yeah? Just a pause would occur. And I would feel it physically. It would just go pooh poom like uh, something would drop. Almost like poom, yeah, and every time poom. It, it, once it happened on an airplane ride to Australia, it was fucking amazing. It was just going on continually, poom, 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 and it was like this, and uh, and then it's like a tool. It had done its job, you know. I haven't done it ever since, but I did it for a period of time just like I would pray in AA until a certain point until my mind changed and i never said that prayer ever again but I'd pray like the same prayer for five years in a row every day and then the the, the the shifter happened so I didn't need the prayer anymore same thing with inquiry Yeah, it worked it sort of initiated the mind to entertain a possibility then have faith in mind and let's see how far it runs with it Yeah, you don't have to keep stoking the fire it's the source of the fire you don't have to keep putting gas in the car it's already on, drive yeah. you don't have to keep hearing the message unless you have to just entertain it and see what happens Yeah. so that's what I did so in a sense I'm not a believer in things but in my own experience in my little action figure story I did self-inquiry yeah. and I went to India and I saw where Ramana Maharshi lived and I went to satsang there I heard people and some I liked, some I didn't and then, you know, at first I asked questions, then I stopped asking questions, there's no need to. And then I stopped going, because there was no need to. But I kept going until there was, there wasn't a need to. Yeah? Maybe you always have a need, there's nothing right or wrong with it. I think soccering a damn nice thing to do, to tell you the truth. It was great to go to India and have that as a focal point. You know? I mean, I looked forward to it every day. I'd ride my bicycle to the field, and there they were, and everyone was so intent. It was sort of a nice vibe.
1: Yeah? At first this morning, I felt embarrassed to be here. You did? The way you were talking,
0: you know. Oh, last night?
1: Oh, this morning um. you were saying, you know, it's like, you know, enough, enough is enough kind of
0: thing. I'm right. fucking with you, too. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> then, oh.
0: I'm supposed to be irritated. But it's then you're
1: talking about the beauty of satire. you know. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, that's, that's why I'm here. Exactly. So, yeah. There you go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I meant, it meant to be an irritant, you know? I, I mean, I get it. yeah, yeah. No, this this isn't like lovey-dovey. This is about, so like this lady who called me day, a day, and she got really upset because she sponsored this teacher to come, and it didn't go well. And she didn't think he was ready to be a teacher, and all the people were up in arms. And I said, man, that retreat really worked. She was really upset. <laughs> I said you should be thanking the person because now you're questioning all this stuff that needs to be questioned. Yeah. So who says the retreat was a bad retreat? It worked great. Yeah. That's why I have Zen bitch slap. I could have had the Eternal Present, you know, <laughs> website. Who wants that? Fuck that. You want to bother people a little bit. Or Zen bitch slap. A lot of people don't see me because it's misogynist in their view. A bitch slap? I
1: don't
0: know. I'll never see that person far out. It calls the herd. You know?
2: if, you, if you got caught, if you got
0: caught on a simple statement like that, forget it. It's going to be like a landmine walking on a minefield. You know what I mean? You're going to be begging to get blown up. You know? You
1: know?
0: Yeah. So, that's all. And that's what I like. I like when people, you know, challenge and sort of uh, challenge the mind. I don't want to hear all... All's love. You know, like I hear these people, they, they send stuff out and says, well, if you just let go of everything and accept everything, if you, we could have, we would have already. It's not <laughs> that easy for many people. You know? Oh, just let go. Yeah, thanks.
1: Thank, I've been saying that
0: to myself for fucking years. Thank you, oh great one. Just let go. Don't put anything... I know, please. Tell me how to do it would be the next step. But it isn't. You don't want to go there. You want to go back. Who is it that doesn't believe... Who is it that believes it's really important to be able to do that? Who is it that has set that up as a requirement? Who is that? If it's not you, then you don't have to be beholden to that idea. The only way we get stuck on ideas is that they're ours. Yeah? The my is the glue. The my. The my is the glue.
1: So... This thing, you know, it's like different uh, uh, speakers have a different vocabulary. And, you know, it's like you, you should hand out out uh, definitions.
0: Oh, I know, yeah, I probably should, yeah. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the, the, the one that I'm
1: hung up on right now is the use of the word mind. Yes. In some, oh, in oh, some yes, cases, right. you seem to use it as something that's beautiful, and in other ta- cases, exactly. it's the enemy. <laughs> It's the thing that's screwing us. Yeah. Okay, so...
0: Well, the way I use the mind is more from the old Zen, from Chinese Zen. So you ever read Hawaiian Po and stuff, they use MIND, capital M. MIND as being whatever, awareness and everything. I don't like the word consciousness. And I, being I like, I don't mind that. But I like mind, it works for me. So it... And then it, it, there's the conditional mind. It,
1: it is similar with consciousness, is it?
0: No, I don't believe so. Consciousness is an extension or an or a, a manifestation here, yeah. But I don't believe uh mind is mind manifests, yeah, but the manifestation isn't mind in a way. You know, mind has its own quality which is empty. You know, like sky-like clear, everything that appears in it doesn't affect it one, one bit, yeah? So it's like pristinely empty and pristinely clear, yet it allows everything to appear. That's my view so of I mind. Thought, I've
1: been thinking of mind as like the machine of thoughts.
0: Well, let's say conditional mind, that would be what, mm. that aspect. Okay, there's conditional two, mind. there are different
1: minds then. Yes,
0: there's well just mind. they're just names. See, Conditional mind is a mental process, or, or like a lot of mental processes organized by this mm. one idea of being a self so the self seems to have all these other mental processes yeah or some people would call it the ego yeah okay. that's, that's that's an aspect of mind but it's a mental process but we call it mind I don't believe that to be mind I believe it's a mental process Yeah. then there's mind which represents what we just were saying to me anyway
1: so you come into this world as a baby you have a mind
0: well no that is mind
1: and
0: then, or you build a mind? No, then a pro- mental process gets built. Yeah, that's but not mine. mind. Mind is already mine. there. No, that's not mind. But what happens is the mind's reflection, its ability to reflect, gets caught by the activity of the mental process. It takes itself to be what the mental process is implying—a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. So it now becomes encased in an idea that it's a form. So it loses its nature of nothingness. Yeah. And we're suffering the slings and arrows of that presumption here. Yeah? And the solution to it is it doesn't need to be corrected. It's need it's needed to not to be it's to seem not to be true. So the solution is that it's an imaginary problem, and therefore, obviously, then there's not even a solution. Yeah? That's the beauty of it. That's the nature of mind, empty. Yeah. The, the the nature of mind here, the essence of mind, they say is is empty. The nature is to reflect. So the mind's reflecting a mental process. Yes, right now, the mental process is implying it's doing a lot of pointing towards, let's say, mind. But it ha- it's 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 implying that there's a there's a someone there, a Paul. Yes? Is there a
1: relationship between the mental process and the mind? I mean, is it yes, like, is the mental, the mental process,
0: process is happening in the mind.
1: In the mind, yeah. Not by the mind.
2: The confusion, I think, is, is you think you, to take the word awareness. That would be similar to what you'd be my mind, capital M. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Consciousness yeah. layer awareness. Really? So, so I, I can hear the confusion. Yeah.
0: But I think it's I, mind is is even for me. It just it means a lot more than just awareness. Mm-hmm. Beyond not meaning con- processes, but just the aspect of it. Yeah. That's why I like it. It works so for me The work.
1: It, when you use the word mind, you mean, I mean... You
0: know how I feel. What is, I feel when is, I use the word is very, very expansive. That's so why it works for me. It's the mind. absolute. Hmm? It's, it it's the final.
1: It's absolute. Well, what,
0: the, what does that mean to you, the absolute? What the I know, fuck is it's that? It's definitely
1: <laughs> a concept, but we're just... Oh, we're if the concepts... Well, I could
0: say, yeah, it could, it could be inferred large, to point towards that, the absolute. We're talking
1: okay. about sort of like a model, right? Yeah.
0: All right, let's say it's the absolute. I
1: would think you probably don't even want to talk about a model.
0: No, I don't. But it doesn't matter. Right. I'm not that which doesn't want to talk about
2: it. Seriously. (laughs) So,
1: okay, so I'm getting it now.
0: Oh, you're good. Yeah,
1: like your use of the word mind is. Yeah. Well, find what what, works for you.
0: See, for me, when I say it, I feel a very expansive... It's the best I can get to that yeah. What, which is. If I say awareness, it doesn't trigger that same. So I use the word mind, because it tends to convey uh, that better than awareness. If, okay. if you find a word that works better for you, use that. You know? But also, I like to fuck with people. So I like it to see that they're the same, in a way. What you call the mind that's driving you crazy, like the ordinary mind, and the enlightened mind are the same mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Self itself. That's what? self. Capital S self and. Yeah. Yeah. Itself. Yeah. Okay. But selfing is a mental process, not mind in a way. Obviously, it's everything's happening in a sense in mind, but it's a mental process. Its nature isn't empty. It's actually its nature. Its essence is that, but it doesn't think so. <laughs> yeah. It has a whole different going on. It's, its cosmology is totally different than mind, yeah? It's you're the center of the universe, this idea of being you. You're the sun with, with, and all the other planets absorb around you, yeah? Okay. Yeah.
1: So, my use of the mind previously has been your use of the word mental process. Yeah.
0: That's where I've been confused. So, well, yeah. Well, just, you know, you'll be, just go to someone else and then you'll be confused again because they'll say it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's
0: all right. Yeah.
1: Just that's shake cool. me out. Go ahead. Oh, that's good.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: also